0: Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Startup of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, the co-founder and co-CEO of Established co-founder of Established Ventures and the team behind the Startup your community and this very podcast. Thank you for being here. There's a lot of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you being here with us. On this episode of the Startup the your podcast, we'll be joined by Rohit Bargava. Rohit is the founder and chief trend curator at Non-Obvious Company, and he's a successful entrepreneur and a captivating keynote speaker. He's also an author of nine best-selling books. That's right, nine. His most recent book he co-authored with Henry uh, Cotino Mason. Hopefully I said that correctly. I think it's Cotino. Uh, It's the future normal. It's actually how we live, work, and thrive in the next decade. So that book came out a few months ago, and you can go check it out where all books are sold and uh, give it a read. It's really interesting. All right. Today we're going to be talking about uh, what to look forward to in the future and what will be normal. So (laughs) looking forward to that conversation here in a minute. Um, and Rohit uh, joined us at the Established Lounge at South by Southwest. All right, before we jump into that interview, though, we like to shine a light on startups in our community, and today it's one all about, mm, as I take a drink of my crystal clear water, deliciously refreshing that water is. It's all about water and hydration, and uh, the company's called, it's called Sips, and their mission is to make sure, you you don't wake up without water again. So obviously thirst is a problem and it plagues a lot of people all out all around the world. But uh, what they're really trying to tackle here is the fact that you need to hydrate to stay at your best peak performance and uh, make sure that, that you're circulating all the different things you need to circulate, but also cleaning out all the bad stuff uh, and keeping your organs moving. So hydration is important for that. Otherwise you can get sick. You can obviously feel not that great. And so obviously this is a... Uh, a product that'll help address that. And the product is actually a a patent pending uh, product called the Hydra Lamp. And it's putting an end to the burden of customers that have to worry about getting up in the middle of the night to quench your thirst with another glass of water. So they've literally built a lamp that hooks to a water source and you can fill your water right from your lamp. Pretty interesting. And uh, check it out over at Hidsips.com. If you go to www.hidsips.com, to learn more. All right. It's kind of on the similar line of being at your peak performance. I've most recently, um, well, for the last couple of years, actually, been super fond of mushrooms. Not the kind you're thinking of, the kind that you put in coffee, like the reishi mushrooms and the, you know, main lion, uh, lion's mane mushrooms and uh, all those different types of, of mushrooms that you can get in powders or whatnot and put into your beverages, whether it be your morning coffee or your Um, you know, smoothies, and you can actually even, I think, cook with it. Anyway, I recently was contacted by a company called Restorative Botanicals, and they offered a free sample of their latest product called My Brain Shroom, and it's a gummy that you can take, and it contains uh, lion's mane and some other substances that help, um, supposed to help stimulate the brain and aid with the growth of new brain cells, improve, you know, potential depression or anxiety issues, or, um, you know, increase in uh, your immunity, actually. So I've been trying them out. So far, so good. It hasn't caused me to, you know, grow another ear or something like that. So that's good news. And, uh, you know, I've been feeling good with them. So anyway, I have no idea if they're working. But uh, if you think I sound more energetic or um, maybe a little more intellectual, maybe uh, it's the mushrooms to blame. I really don't know. But it was worth a shot. So if you want to learn more about them and give them a try over there, go over to uh, the bit.ly that we're going to drop in the link. Again, it's called uh, My Brain Shrooms. Uh, and they're over at uh, the bit.ly uh, brain shrooms. So bit.ly forward slash brain shrooms. Check it out. All right. Now let's jump in with that conversation with Rohir Pargava.
0: Look, that was awesome. Those fast pitches were amazing. Pretty good. And I was taking notes because uh, I tell stories of entrepreneurs. Yep, yep. So I'm always looking for stories to feature. So if you've got entrepreneurs out there with amazing oh, stories. Great. Uh, I want to hear them. How do they connect with you then? Uh, just, uh, buy the book and then LinkedIn, uh, you know, LinkedIn, oh, or yeah. social media, or I mean, yeah, whatever. Buy the no. book. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah there okay. we go. Yeah, so let's talk, go. talk
1: about the, let's, let's just jump in here and just talk, yeah, talk about how do, how do we, what should we be thinking about right now with the future, the future normal? Like you, first off, your, your approach is like, I love your approach for writing books and you just keep spinning them out. So yeah, I do.
0: I do. And this one's, uh, this one's kind of like, so we did a featured session yesterday morning yep, and it was yep. all about how to create an optimistic future. That yep. was what we were trying to build. And, uh, and so the stories in the book, yeah. 30 different trends mm-hmm. and then instigators featured in the book. Mm-hmm. And then we feature people online as well. So it's all about celebrating entrepreneurs and their stories. Yep, That's kind of what this book is. I love that. And I'm, you know,
1: you know me, I've been literally celebrating entrepreneurs. For yeah, you've
0: been, <laughs> decades that's now. Yeah. That's, that's been what you? we're
1: all about. That's why I wanted you to be here and be on the start of your podcast because it's, it's such a great fit. So let's, let's kind of focus on a couple of those stories. What one kind of resonated the most with you when you're writing this book?
0: Uh, so there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's so I mean, many, we brought... let's like picking your favorite child. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me, let me
1: just do a finger point and figure yeah. out which one <laughs> makes the most sense here. Well, there,
0: there's a few. So there's, uh, so the gear that we wore, there's a company that makes uh, biodegradable t-shirts yep. and uh, oh, yeah. a shirt on stage yesterday that was made from 10,000 ceramic particles. Yeah. Destructible. Yep. Uh, and they, they make kind of all that gear. So like we try a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. as we go through yep. to see how it works yep. and then we write about it.
1: Okay. So, I mean, there's trends that have been popping up thanks to the pandemic and the world just changing. Um, some of them are around like learning, some are around, um, well, he- mental health, loneliness, like wellness. Talk about some of the things you've learned from some of those founders that are doing things in those spaces.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, think about psychedelics, right? Yeah. like a whole track here about psychedelics. We don't there's... have to
1: actually do them right now though. No, not right now. Okay. okay, but, okay you
0: know, maybe later. Yeah, okay, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> But like the clinical trials, right? Yeah. Like looking at how do these impact people who have uh, cancer, people with PTSD, depression, and they're cures. Like, yeah. And you become skeptical of like miracle cures, but like that's right. actually what this is. Right. And when you talk to more people- But some I people, yeah, are
1: skeptical because they're like, oh, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna, you know, like,
0: that's crazy. Like I, I have
1: in-laws they're. that are probably like that. Like I know he, he got prescribed right. to do certain things. He's like, whoa, that, I'm not a druggie. I don't do that. So how do you address well, that?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because the people who are doing the testing are doctors. They're medical professionals. Right. And a lot of times when you hear about these things, it's from like a TV ad from somebody and there's like, there's four out of five doctors. You're like, let me see those four or five doctors. Right, yeah. What are you talking about? Why not they have them on the screen right now? Yeah, yeah. right. Like exactly like yeah. which doctor specifically, but right. like is that because of a, a,
1: a, like ultimately a um, distrust for
0: like media or TV? Is that why? Or what do yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, we've become numb to that, right? It right, doesn't yeah. mean anything. Right. When we actually go into a treatment facility and we're getting advised by a doctor face-to-face, right, that's something people listen to.
1: No, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Um, so let's talk a bit,
1: little bit. you got a, a co-author as well. Let's, how, do. Did you, how did you guys c- come together to build this book out?
0: Yeah, we'd known each other for a long time. And then uh, we started Actually, stay his name because I'm terrible at names. So Henry? Henry yeah, Henry Cutino Mason. And Cutino Mason. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, that's Mason. right. Okay, that's right. great. So, I mean, the first thing is he's English. He's based in London. Mm-hmm. I live in D.C. Right. So, so we had that. So ultimately, difficulty. he sounds smarter to begin with because he's got an accent. Yeah, I mean, the British accent definitely helps. It doesn't immediately. I'm like lost.
1: Like, yeah. he saying anything gibberish. I'd be like, you're exactly right. But no, yeah. Yeah,
0: there's certain words where he uses I'm like, that's just such a good word. Like, yeah, I would I never, never would have thought use to use that yeah. in a conversation. Right. Uh, so yeah, we do have that. But also, I mean, he's also always looking at innovations and things happening in Europe. I'm looking yeah. at things happening here. We're both traveling. Mm-hmm. So there's a global scope to this book, which is right. really awesome, too. That is cool. Uh, and was he doing this kind of trend watching just like you or how did... Yeah, he was a founding manager of a uh, trend watching, actually. The oh, platform. well, there you go. It's perfect. And, uh, <laughs> perfect was... perfect use of words. Yeah, he was exactly in that space. Wow. That's uh, great. And so we'd known each other for a long time, but never really thought yeah. to collaborate. Yeah. And then we decided to do this. Okay.
1: So as you're going through and you're talking about each one of these things that are the, the, the future normal, like how does it break it down? Does it give you any like inspiring up... Like, are you trying to inspire the people? Or are you trying to scare them? Or are you trying to...
0: Like, what are you trying to do with the book? Yeah, definitely not scare. Uh, what we're trying to do is say that the future is already happening right now right. because of the entrepreneurs that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And we just need to pay more attention to them. We need to pay more attention to these things and we need to give them our support. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you talk about entrepreneurship, it's all about like, oh, let me find the funder and that's it. Right. But like you get the funder and then you make your pilot thing and you put it out there and then you don't know how to market it or promote it or actually get people to buy it. Right. And it fails. And it doesn't fail because you couldn't get funding. It fails because you couldn't get anybody to actually pay attention. So right. what we're trying to do is bring the attention to all of these things that are out there. I mean, that's
1: 100% true. And I think you know this more than I. You've been doing storytelling for, and it's been your focus, right, for a long yeah. time is yeah. communications and better telling stories and written a million books um, about it and just, like, the things that are happening. So as a startup founder, what are some of the things they can do to hone in on that storytelling and just, like be better at their job of telling the story to better get their stuff out there. I mean, I've, we've all met the, that engineer that's brilliant, but cannot for the life of them tell their own story if it, their life depended on it. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think? Uh,
0: I mean, the first thing is, and this is really hard for any founder to honestly think about whether they're the best person to be telling the story. Right. Publicly. Yeah. Because in the beginning, it's your story as the founder, and you're like, right. I'm the founder, I created this thing, you yeah. gotta talk about it. Right. But eventually, maybe you need to bring other people in to tell the story of why the thing is cool, who connect with the audience. Right. If you're not in the category that you're selling to, maybe you need someone who's more like a spokesperson mm-hmm. type of person. I'm not saying go out and get a celebrity no. who doesn't give a shit about your stuff. Well, like,
1: yeah, you won't be able to court it, number one. So no, yeah, exactly. that's not realistic. Exactly. But, like, unless, you unless, you, like, yeah. unless you know them. Unless you know them.
0: Unless you know them. But like, get somebody who can help you tell the story. Right. And then do it that way. So like, that's a hard mental thing. Because right. you feel like, oh, I gotta be the person always telling right. the story. Well, because is it part of that because of ego, you think? Or just, yeah, yeah, totally okay, ego. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: so ego-driven. All right, so find somebody that can help you tell that story. What other things do you think could be helpful for startup founders as they're uh, I trying think, to do that?
0: Thinking about it as a story. Yeah. So, I mean, I heard several startup founders sort of talk about the problem they solve yeah. in a way that makes us relate to that problem, right. as opposed to quantifying the problem in a way that makes us not care about the problem. Right. So, you know, don't you hate it when the problem that we all face is... X, Y, Z. Uh, and yeah. then you talk about like, how, you know, how your solution works and why it's not super complicated to solve it. So framing it up. Yeah, because you know, the thing is, eventually when people are looking at the product and service mm-hmm. or the investors are looking at it, they don't really give a shit how complicated it was for you to figure out. Right. They want to know that it works and that there's actually a problem there that you're trying to solve. No, that makes sense. And I mean, I think um,
1: I'd like to understand how we are going to live, work, and... Thrive. So how are we? Can you give us, paint, paint paint a picture for all of our audience here about how it's going to be yeah. in a decade. Like, am I going to have the flying car? Am I going to like, what's going to happen? Like, what are we doing here? You've been doing this for a long time and you yeah. are constantly watching the beat of what people are doing. Well, I'm
0: for, constantly for, watching it, but I always call myself, and Henry does the same thing, a reluctant futurist because... <laughs> You know, and I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen in 10 years, right. maybe even five years. So well, we just got the book. We have to. Well, that book <laughs> is the next couple of years, okay. right? And yeah. that's the horizon we're looking okay. at. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that four years from now, if we right. were to look at this book, yeah, and you, and I told somebody, this book's about the future, they would read everything in there and be like, well, dude, that's about Obviously. right now. Then it's about the non-obvious guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now, in 2023, it's the future. Right. But in 2027, it might be the normal. Right. And that's kind of the point. Like yeah. That's what we're trying to write about. So you're
1: hoping that everything in that book comes true or, or is Continuous. now normal. Well, it's
0: already true.
1: Right. It's already true. Because right? we're already right, finding yeah. the examples. Right. Exactly. It, but I hope
0: that they accelerate.
1: Accelerated. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Um, so what's the one thing in that book that it would impact you the most?
0: I think that, well, there's a trend we wrote about called augmented creativity, yeah. which will impact anyone who's a creator mm-hmm. because it's about AI, it's about ChatGPT, it's about yeah. all that stuff, right? Oh, which is very hot right now. Very hot, yeah. very hot, especially for people in this industry, like marketing, yeah. advertising, creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're really worried because they're like, oh, I'm going to get displaced by this stuff. Right.
1: Are we, we just, just going to sit stuff? at
0: couches and just hang out and everyone does our work for us? The AI's is just... just um, not... No, it's not going to uh, work like okay, that. Okay, okay, no. okay. So, well, see, the people who will get displaced are the people who suck at creating content uh. because what... The AI is constantly trained on is the shitty blog post. Mm. So, if your job is churning p- out shitty blog posts, yeah. you're out of a job. Right. Because the AI can do they that. Can do for that you. 10 and 10 it can seconds. do it yeah. equally terribly. In tech, so like, why would yeah. you pay somebody to do that? Right, right, right. So, you're, your challenge as a creator is going to be higher. Like You're going to have to be better. Yeah. Stuff. But the augmented creativity part of it is if you're a great creator, AI is a huge boon because mm. it allows you to work faster. You can create the things that used to take you X amount of time much more quickly. Yeah. Maybe you can start charging not per hour, but mm. per project. So you can maximize your time because yeah. right? anybody who's done this work knows if you can charge on a project, but you don't have to pay per hour. Now you can get paid based on your expertise to work faster. That makes right? sense. Other than, instead of incentivizing you to work slower. Mm-hmm.
1: My mind's racing with all the things I want to ask you. So I'm just going to hone in on work because you touched on it right yeah. there. So work, the future of work and that we've, we've all been in this nine to five for five days a week set up for a long time. And you're starting to see that trend erode, yeah. And seeing the four-day work week pop up, and people saying, "Wow, this is successful." And and part of that is too, like we're we're all connected all the time. We've got these darn devices that won't stop buzzing all the time, right? So and we're we're not waiting for a telegram anymore or a postal mail. We're getting stuff instantaneous. So all that's been like crammed into this device that we're now working our let's pardon my language, but working our butts off. Wait, no, working our asses off all the time to get stuff done. And like we're actually. but like more productive, right? Way faster, getting stuff done faster. Well,
0: we're more productive, but like, the thing is, everyone says, oh, remote work and hybrid yeah. work, yeah. Or whatever. Right. It's still only a certain segment of people who do I a do certain that. type of job. Got it. Right. Yeah. So it's not and effective. What's fascinating do we know the about, percentage. Like, I don't even know. No. But yeah. It's not, you know, there's a lot of jobs where people. Yeah. What, what do percentage people. do we know
1: that are just like, do we know what percentage of the country's doing no. remote? Oh, no, okay. I don't. We should. But, we should the, thing, but the
0: thing is, like, we, when we wrote about remote work, the title of the chapter was Remote Work for All. And what we started talking about is people who can't do their job remotely right now, like right. a truck driver.
1: All right, yeah. Being
0: able to do it remotely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So now it's an automated mind blown. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. not there. Right, right. Or an entire like there's the immersive well, you got, cube thing, right? You got it's autonomous there. vehicles. Yeah, right? people go inside and like the whole thing's controlled remotely from anywhere. Right. So now all of these jobs that used to be blue collar jobs that could only be done physically in person, right. nine to five. Yeah could now be done remotely. So now it really becomes more democratized to more right. people. Well
1: should we we should they or us, should anybody be frightened by that because ultimately they're thinking, oh gosh, now I'm not gonna have a job or how does how does the economy how does how does well, I, I mean, mean I is believe, unemployment gonna go crazy when we all decide to get replaced by these things or like how's that all work out?
0: Well I I believe that new jobs arise mm-hmm. when the old ones go away. Right. So there are so many people who are sorry? You're optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um so there are going to be jobs that are no longer done that don't yeah. exist mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And there's going to be challenges for people to go in and try and figure out what the next thing is. Right. There's also going to be the opportunity to take the job that we do and do it faster. Mm-hmm. So now maybe somebody does the same job and it only takes them three days instead of mm-hmm. you know, uh, five days. And if they only get paid for three days, now all of a sudden you have this whole class of people who can do work for three days and do the thing that they love that might not make that much money that they love days. on the other two days. Mm-hmm. And they have a more fulfilled life, and maybe they make close to the same amount of money because they have a partial job, and they replace it with the stuff they love. So that's the future, it normal future normal. Right? Yeah. I
1: mean, it could be. I mean, yeah. that's not what we've been used to growing up, or you know, just in no. general for the last. It's like couple you do days. your
0: job, you get done with your job, right. and then you do the thing you like.
1: Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. That's really interesting. Now, do you think um, that 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 four day work week is going to? I mean, did you talk about that at all in the book, or how that's like been it's kind of here? Yeah, it's already here. Yeah, for many industries, it's
0: already here. Okay. Many people, it's already here. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's. I mean, it sort of depends on how someone chooses to work, right? But it's like, hard. I mean, for a startup, right,
1: to work four days—is that even possible? Like, I mean, you're. It, we live in this like hustle it's a fa- kind of. It's a. It's like, a. It's a, it's a growth, fantasy growth world.
0: It's a fantasy that we talk about that indicates a desire for something different, which right. is we don't actually want to work four days a week. We want to work when we want to work, right? And only as much as we want to work, right? So, so like, an entrepreneur, shift. you're an entrepreneur. We work seven days a week. Of course, we do. Yeah, but. I also can take days off whenever I want. Right. I don't have to ask anyone. Hang out and with if my seven yeah. days a week means I checked email for an hour or I did a, you know, wrote a blog post mm-hmm. for an hour and that was my work that day. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time I went for a hike or I like, you know, yeah. streamed and watched something on Netflix because I felt like sitting on my ass. Yeah. I can do that. And that seven day a week, seven work day a week, mm-hmm. I'm happy with. Right. I'm happier with that than someone forcing me to work nine to six, right. four days a week. Just to be just there. So I can just to be in the off. office yeah. or whatever. I yeah. wouldn't want that.
1: Right, right. Now, is that healthy, that seven-day-a-week kind of interesting? Because depends on who you are. Right. I mean,
0: you know, working all the time is not healthy at right, all. Right. Working when you want to and finding balance with all the other things you want to do, with your health, yeah. with your life, with your family, totally healthy. Yeah. And, I mean, this idea that you can't have a healthy life and you can't work seven days a week because you need, like, one day off. Right. I mean, yeah, that works for some right, people. Right. right. But, like, I am not the guy who is on a diet who tells you not to eat a donut. Right. Like, you know, you can eat what you want, like right? That's not up to me. Yeah, I right? had them earlier. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You do what you want, man. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: You do you. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I've said I... it by running or swimming, so that's, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and work, work it off. Um, that's interesting. So we talk about work a little bit. Um, we talked about AI, which is, I mean, that's, I mean, do you think that's the biggest innovation we've seen, like in the, for our, like. Something
0: l- the fastest moving one right now.
1: Yeah, um, I we mean, have seen a lot of innovation. You've seen the web rise, social web rise, like. It depends rank? on who
0: you are, right? The biggest innovation in the last year, if you're in a wheelchair, is the wheelchair that allows you to stand up.
1: Right, yeah. Right. It's all perspective. I mean, con- yeah, it depends context. on who you are. Right, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, but, I mean, you're hearing it being said, like, oh, this is the most you know, groundbreaking thing since the web. And, you know,
0: some they people... said that about crypto last year. They, about which one? Crypto. And crypto, and right. They yeah. said about that last they, year. They did. So, I mean... But... <laughs> The, the difference. biggest thing since any, I mean, yeah, yeah. if you start to sentence that way, yeah, yeah. that's bullshit already. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. That's fair. All right. So what are, the th- what are the things you want to talk about that you're excited about with, with what you're doing with the book and everything? Look,
0: man, that, that's it. I'm just looking for stories. So I would yeah. just encourage people to get in touch with me, share their story because, you know, we've got 30 trends and I'm sure that some of your startups are doing things that fit into some of those right. trends. I already heard that. Right. And I'm constantly on stages in front of thousands of people talking about these trends and yep. looking for the latest example of it. That's and a great it's probably out there. It is. So yeah. I'd love to hear it.
1: Awesome, Rohit. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Congratulations on your latest thank book. You. You're like a machine, book machine. We didn't even talk about your company. We're a startup machine. We're all machines.
0: That's why we work eight days a week. <laughs> You're right.
1: Exactly. Thank you, Rohit, for being here. It's really a pleasure, and, and I'm looking forward to following your your next book. Will probably be like next year. or So I yeah, it's uh, it's coming. I know it's it. going
0: to be called uh, Frank and Rohit. The, the, the Frank it? and
1: Rohit Show. We should, man. It's I mean, we've been doing fun. this for a long time. I would I would love that. So anyway, let's fun. let's talk about that after this. All right. Cool. cool. All right. You already here first. Right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Amazing. Rohit, his style of writing and storytelling in the future normal, really celebrates entrepreneurs and shares their stories and provides some really optimistic outlooks on the future, which is awesome because we all need to look forward to a positive future as we look, look ahead. Anyway, I uh, recommend you look and, giving it a listen or, or read. Uh, you can go get it wherever books are sold. So check it out, the future normal. All right. Oh, and one other thing about Rohit. He's got an amazing newsletter. So if you aren't subscribed, you can go over to his website, rohitbergava.com and uh, subscribe. And he comes out about, I think it's just about every week. And it's got some great stuff in there about the future. And he's always curating interesting things. So go check that out. It's uh, it's worth a read. Well, it's time to call it an episode. So thanks for listening today. And as always, if you have a startup idea, today's the best day to start up, not tomorrow, not the next day. Get it going, get it started, iterate. And in doing so, I encourage you to join the startup with your community. You can access to support, expert advice, and some resources as we look to elevate your startup by simply going to startupofyear.com. You can also go to the short link if you like short links, S-O-T-Y dot link forward slash apply. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber. Don't forget to hug your loved ones out there and go out and make some waves in the world. Good luck starting up. Have a great
0: day. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.